today, why you should focus on those skills you are good at. And having listed those, how you can narrow that skills list further to those you also enjoy using. And why, if you focus on that narrower list of skills, you're more likely to turbocharge your career happiness. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode number 10 of Your Bravo Career. My name is Mark Crossfield. I'm a professional career coach, helping you to love your job and build a great career. This podcast is about why your career matters, how you can enjoy what you're doing each day at work, how to build a great career along the way. Welcome back. How are you doing? I hope you are doing okay. Well, I did it. I reached my 10th podcast episode, a milestone I'm really proud of. So thanks for all your support along the way and for keeping listening to these podcast episodes. And as I want to help as many people as possible to hear my podcast and benefit from the career topics, I've got a couple of requests of you. The first is, please can I ask that you share this 10th episode with a friend? somebody you think would enjoy the content. And secondly, it would really help me if you could leave me a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts. It's so easy, actually. You click on the Your Bravo Career Podcast, scroll down to the bottom, you'll see you can rate and review the podcast there. The review can be anonymous, and you do have to leave a name as such, but many people leave a pseudonym. So I really appreciate it if you could do that. So thank you very much. And on with the show. So today we're going to be talking about your skills. What skills are, why they're essential, and how to use these to boost your career. You see, it turns out that one of the main predictors of whether you're likely to enjoy your work or not is whether you're utilising skills that you're both good at and you enjoy using. In addition to that, identifying your skills set can also help you to decide which jobs you're most suited to, prepare you for job interviews, and get you ready for internal performance reviews. So, let's start at the beginning by backing up a bit first. As a careers coach, when I'm working with my clients, one of the things I'm often doing is helping them to become clearer about what it is they might want to do next, preferably something that brings them happiness, satisfaction and enjoyment. Or... I'm working with them to work out what they can do to change their current role to make it more enjoyable. And to do this, we look back at their career so far for clues about creating an attractive future. We also look at things they're interested in, their interests and passions. In fact, that was the focus of episode nine. So if you haven't listened to that one, you might want to go back, give it a listen after finishing this episode. But in addition to reflecting on what you enjoyed about previous roles, forcing on your interests. Another contributor to career clarity and therefore career success is understanding your skills. Because it turns out your skills are a big deal. First though, I want to clarify what I mean when I say skill, because there's a lot of confusion about skills, strengths, knowledge, etc. So to be clear, when I talk about skill, I'm not limiting the definition to say an area of expertise, such as typing or an ability to use a particular piece of equipment. In my world, Skills can be one of, or a combination of, three different things. Ability, this is about being able to do an activity or job well, especially because you've practised it. 
strengths. A strength is something that is almost innate, a task you can do without thinking, something that comes easy to you. And knowledge, what you know about the industry or a product or even about your clients. All those represent skills. So ability, strengths and knowledge. A good way of remembering these is think of the acronym ASK, A-S-K. What I've found is that most people tend to underestimate their skills. I hear this, I hear this a lot. What, this ability to make customers feel at ease? Anybody can do that, can't they? Or, do you mean how I can listen well? That's not special, is it? And, my ability to come up with creative ideas, is that a skill? I'm sure there are lots of skills you have and you don't think of them as a skill as such. You probably don't see them as an asset to your career, but you should. Now, skills get even more interesting when we begin to focus on those skills you enjoy using. These are called your motivated skills. Because, of course, even though you have a skill, it doesn't mean you enjoy using it. A good example here is conflict or conflict management. Many of my clients actually report high skill level dealing with conflict management, but, and here's the significant bit, they don't enjoy using the skill. And the same can be true of, say, managing budgets or managing teams. So you're managing your teams, your budgets, and dealing with conflicts with a plum, at least from the outside looking in. But on the inside, you're not particularly enjoying using those skills. Your motivated skills are therefore critical. When you use these motivated skills, you are usually energised, invigorated, quite often totally absorbed, particularly when there is just the right amount of stretch in the activity. This state of flow is good for happiness and well-being. And evidence has shown that when you are working in a position that is suited to your motivated skills, you are happier and less likely to feel stressed. And conversely, feeling like you're under using your motivated skills is linked to low satisfaction and reports lower well-being levels. So for you to leverage your motivated skills, you first need to identify them. And to do this, I'll walk you through an exercise that I've created to help you to do this. I've provided a link in the show notes, but to be honest, the exercise is pretty straightforward. It consists of three columns on a piece of A4 paper in landscape mode. And in the first column, make a list of the jobs or positions of responsibility you've had in any voluntary work you've done. Remember, you can also get skills from activities such as playing sports or belonging to teams, taking part in school, college or university events, extracurricular activities you take part in, and other responsibilities you might have had away from work. So write all these down in the first column as well. And to give you an example, you might have something like this in your first column sales manager, project manager, assistant project manager, youth worker, editor of university publication. Okay, that's the first column. Next, in the second column, list the main focus areas for each of the positions you've listed. This only needs to be a few bullets describing your main tasks, duties or responsibilities. So for example, for the project manager, you might write civil engineering, project delivery, client management. And for the youth worker, you might write working with young people, working in schools, helping people. And then thirdly, in the third column, list the things you remember doing in those jobs or roles 
but using words that end in ing, such as planning, managing, writing, presenting, and so on. Now, once you've done that, make sure you've captured all of the ing words that you can. Uh, once you've done that, now underline all these skills that you're good at. Don't be modest. See if you can underline as many as possible. And finally, once you've done that, go back over the list and looking at the underlying skills, highlight or circle all those that you enjoy using. That's great. So all the words you have highlighted or circled are your motivated skills. So well done for putting that list together. And you might want to pause here and just go back over the, the, uh, the content and the exercise to make sure you've got as much out of it as possible. And uh, you might want to pause the podcast to do that and uh, make a note of uh, any additions because in the second half of the podcast, we'll look at how you can use these ideas to help you to shape your future career and life. Are there times when you think about leaving your job, when you're not sure if it's the right thing to do? Well, I've got just the thing for you. My free Should I Stay or Should I Go guide will help you to decide whether you should stay, make it better, or leave your role for a fresh challenge. The guide is easy to complete and the results are unique to you. If it's best to stay, I explain how you can make your job better. If it's best to leave, I outline what your options are, when the best time to leave is, and how you can overcome any blocks that might be holding you back. Loving your job and building a great career is within the reach of everybody. So download the free guide today from Bravo Coaching co.uk forward slash go. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back. In the first section, we looked at what skills are and why identifying your motivated skills is crucial to having an enjoyable and successful career. And in the exercise, you made a list of your motivated skills. So we're now going to look at three ways to use this information, your list of motivated skills, in support of your career. And the first way you can use this information is to find a career that is better aligned with your motivated skills. Now, remember, these skills are portable. You can take them with you. And quite often I see that people have chosen a career path that is based on extrinsic factors, such as how well the job is paid, the image of the industry, or even what jobs friends are working in. Rather than what is it that I'm interested in doing and what role would suit my motivated skills, so this can often lead you down a career path that doesn't play to your interests and skills. And whilst a large organisation, there can be room to manoeuvre, some rigour room, to get into a role that is better suited to you and your motivated skills. In smaller organisations, this can be much harder and career confusion can quickly set in. So instead, with your list of motivated skills, ask yourself what roles and what type of work would benefit from using these skills. So let's say your motivated skills include planning, motivating and encouraging others, problem solving, communicating, managing budgets, IT skills. You might want to consider project management roles, for example, or if your motivated skills include communicating, relationship building, decisiveness, empathy, responsibility, motivating. This might lead you to consider roles as a team leader. So look at your list and see if anything jumps out for you. Another thing you can do is to combine your motivated skills to see 
if this gives you other career insights. So for example, combining IT skills with problem solving might lead you to consider being, say, an IT systems analyst. Or if you combine planning and communication, it might lead you to consider the role of an event organiser or wedding planner. Clearly, when you're considering these options, you'll also consider your interests and your career reflections so far, which we covered in episodes five and again in episode nine. So re-listen to those episodes if you need further inspiration. Okay, so how else can you use your motivated skills? Let's look at the second way. Well, having refined the roles you're interested in, you can now use your motivated skills during the job application and interview process. So how do you do this? Well, first of all, you can check for alignment alignment between the job posting and your motivated skills. Does there seem to be a good overlap with your motivated skills? Or could there be a good overlap? And I know this sometimes can be challenging as many job descriptions and person specifications have an endless list of skills and competencies which are listed as being required. So my advice here is, if you can, try to discern what seems to be the standout requirements as opposed to maybe some of the standard items that get thrown in there in terms of uh, being comprehensive. Does this much shorter list align with your motivated skills? And if you do decide to apply the role, you can include your list of motivated skills on your job application, CV, and even on your cover letter. And beyond that, if you're invited to interview, make sure that you discuss your motivated skills, providing examples of how you've used these and what the outcome was. This will give your interview both authenticity and impact. And finally, the third way you can use your motivated skills relates to their application in your current role. What do these skills mean for the job you're in? Well, firstly, you can review the alignment between your current role and your motivated skills. And you might want to discuss your motivated skills with your manager to see if there is scope to use even more of these in your current role. Are there any ways that your role could be amended to include more of your motivated skills? You could also discuss with your manager how you could progress within the organisation by using your motivated skills further. And of course, your manager can help you to spot any internal opportunities that better match your skills rather than signposting you towards each of the latest job postings that spring up. So there you have it. You have identified your motivated skills and you now have three ways you can apply them to your career. You can now find a job or career better aligned with your motivated skills and you can use your list of skills to ensure any roles you identify are right for you and you can tailor the application document and your interview to include and showcase your motivated skills. Finally, you can use your motivated skills list to improve your current role's alignment and use it to have a proactive discussion with your manager about your career. All that will bring you even closer to happiness and career satisfaction. So thanks for listening. Please let me know how you get on doing this work and let me know what you thought about the content this week for the uh, the 10th episode. Feedback really helps me to shape any future episodes and make the content as relevant and helpful as possible. You can email me at mark at bravocoaching.co.uk and you can find the show notes at bravocoaching.co.uk forward slash podcast. 
If you're interested in working with me, you can book a free discovery call on my website. And to remind you that you can download your free Should I Stay or Should I Go guide at bravocoaching.co.uk forward slash go. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I would love for you to share the episode with a friend or share it on your social media. Also really help me if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your episodes. Currently I have 10 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and it would be great to have your honest feedback and uh, preferably five stars. It does help me to find more listeners. And if you haven't already subscribed, why not do that now before you forget? That way you won't miss an episode and my podcast will arrive on your podcast player automatically, ready for you to listen to the next episode. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye for now.